What's up, everybody? Sean and Brad back again, guys. Beer Sports. We are here Easter weekend. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, special day for a lot of us. For some of us, it's, uh, you know, a big day in our belief system. Uh, I would encourage you to explore your belief system and, uh, you know, maybe find some kindness and, you know, whatever it is in there. Uh, if your belief system makes you a jerk, you should reconsider. Uh, also, it's a big weekend for candy and a lot of for us for food. Typically, maybe not in this pandemic world, but you can still buy a lot of candy and good food. So, uh, again, we would encourage you to, like, do it big this weekend. On Sunday, get a big ham, even if it's just you and your household or just by yourself. Like, just get it like this. Let's get some normalcy back to our lives. That's right. Yeah. Uh, get a big get ham. Anyway. Yeah. And, and Brad's going to eat a whole bunch of peeps. I'm not going to eat a single peep. Yeah, I will not even time. probably allow my children to even try peeps. I'm going to try to protect the next <laughs> yeah, generation. That's, that's, that's cruelty, awful. brother. That's cruelty awful. right there. I will say this: maybe if they lose a bet, they will. Uh, then we can. They have to eat a peep or something. Maybe that'll be the move. But. Yeah, bets. Oh my gosh, you just yeah. brought up a great thing about yeah. bets. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll send you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make it right this week. Oh, I'm in a good spot. All right. Good. 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 Yeah. I I don't I don't want you I don't want you to you know like be hurt or anything you know. I guess there's I mean we're coming up to football season again there and I'm yeah. sure there's going to be other bets on the line here so it's like it's coming up. I would I would uh, man for the NHL playoffs you want to make some bets that's fine you know like I know that you're very um, young to the sport as far yeah. as really following it. I think this is your first season. I think you're really hardcore following it. And when I say hardcore, I think yeah. you're just following one team just to make fun of them. But <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. My jam. It's my sixth favorite sport. What do you expect me to do? I only have so yeah. much time today. Sixth. So it's one of the top four North American sports. So how does it even fall to sixth in your realm? Like what's what's making ahead of hockey? What's making it ahead of the uh, national UFC? Hockey? Major okay. League Soccer. Those are oh my gosh! Players. Major League Soccer makes it ahead yeah. Yeah. of the NHL. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Brad! So, Brad, did you see? Because this week we're going to be talking about superstitions. Yeah. Did you see Buffalo Sabers snap their 18-game losing streak? I did. I, I have a suspicion it's because you helped. Oh, I helped. Yeah. How was that? I saw that you were out in town with your Buffalo Sabers jersey on at the grocery store. So. What? <laughs> It's got over top, I think. Listen, listen. I haven't wore that jersey since that one day last year. Since that one day. That's not even true. <laughs> Any Buffalo Sabres fans on board, just let Sean know. If Sean wears your jersey, their team wins. So, you know, you got to get a little GoFundMe and get Sean to wear your jersey. He'll do it. <laughs> he doesn't have any sports allegiances. Whoa. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard. That's harsh. I show all your allegiance is whoever's winning. So mm-hmm. you got that going for you. <laughs> I'm a fair weather fan, eh? No, you're like the best weather fan. Like fair weather is like cloudy. Like you're only when it's sunny outside. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I, I bleed blue. I am a complete Maple Leafs 
uh, Blue Jays, Raptors fan, hardcore. So football, okay. Raptors, so I have two are teams. The Raptors blue. No, the Raptors are red. <laughs> That's fair. CFL, I'm a I'm a hardcore Argonauts fan. I mean, you know. Are you? Yes, hardcore. Yeah. What was the last CFL jersey you considered buying? Okay, well, that was only because it was Johnny Manziel. Okay. <laughs> it was an Alouette's jersey, but that's only because of that. Very good point. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> we love to keep it real here in Guys Beer Sports, everybody. Real dumb. <laughs> man, hey, oh, man. We're all here. We have a good time. That's the thing, right? Like, we may not be the smartest, but we're definitely fun. So, definitely fun. Absolutely. We're going to get to it. So we're gonna that's get to it. it. Hey, let's mention Flyers. Yeah, our friends over Flyers, always a good time uh, stocking me up. I got a growler full of uh, my favorite porter in the fridge. I'm going to take it with me for my, you know, weekend of uh, adventure, being an Easter weekend. I want to give a shout out to Tony Savoy. He's one of our uh, buddies there at Flyers. You know, he works at Sky Valley College. He's one of the brewmaster teachers there. He's a fantastic brewmaster, as you guys know, from Flyers. As a soccer coach, he just always gives back. And so uh, just shout out Tony for being a great human. I think that's uh, you know lost in a lot of these things is, you know, Tony does a lot of things for people that go under the radar. And uh, hey, Tony, we appreciate you. So, so true. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you to Flyers. I mean, I'm so glad, Brad, you're able to enjoy that beer there. Um, uh, no. Thank you so much for becoming our sponsor and, and uh, just mentioning us on social media and, uh, I'm I'm really I'm really happy that they're still going strong right now. So that's that's yeah. that makes me happy over there, especially yeah. in Oak Harbor and everything. So hey, it was uh my the wife and I our twelfth wedding anniversary, so we decided to go check out the whole entire southern part of Nova Scotia. Right, never really did that. Is that like and a day trip? It, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took it took. Well, I mean, technically you could probably do it. Okay. Yeah, but uh. So we stopped in at uh, Port Williams. It's about an hour away. There's one place called Wayfarers uh, Wayfarers Ale Society. These guys were great. Um, I'm going to show you this growler. This growler, I ended up buying it, and now, I have your a vanity full- lights in the way. It's making a little bit of a glare on there. So, do, 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 yeah. do, 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 oh, we can see it better now. That's good. Yeah. So, anyways, this growler is the this is the bomb, dude. It it keeps your beer cold. They told me for people that are going hunting and stuff like that, they want cold beer. They're going, you're going to shoot something. I don't know if you want beer next year. You 100% do, but I would argue that anything that you have in the winter in Nova Scotia is going to be cold if you're outside. But True enough. You know. uh, it's called Muddy Stout Ale. It's an oatmeal ale. Top notch. Listen, the yeah. people there were great. Um, they they kept on giving me different samples. They didn't charge me for that. So I'm like, I'm going to get this growler. I'm going to buy four of these beers. And I'm probably going to come back and sample some more of your beers. They were all so good. Yeah. Uh, I just really want to thank them. They also have a nice little uh, tap room with restaurant that's happening up top there as well. So they're doing well on the pandemic there. Uh, yeah, thanks a lot to, to Wayfarer's Ale, Ale Society. Yeah. Excellent beer. There's so many great, there's so many great, uh, brewing uh, breweries here, like like microbrews in Nova Scotia. So I'm so I'm so Micro happy. Brewery, that, what a word! It's, now they call them, we call them craft beers here. That's you call them craft beers there, yeah. 
microbreweries from the 90s and craft beer is what we call it now well, same you know, thing a little yeah. more highbrow so that's oh you're welcome Sean. Well, okay folks that's your episode uh we're gonna learn something new today i just learned something from portlandia over here jeez wow <laughs> glasses come off all right oh. well, i thought you took your glass off i do want to point out one thing for everyone if you're watching the video feed of this uh you can see sean's vanity light up in the corner of the picture there but it looks like there's some sun coming over the sean's shoulder and so that just is uh it's a nice touch but it's also very distracting <laughs> i had to get it off my chest so we get moving on here oh man okay, today we want to talk about game day superstitions and so if you are like me and I suspect there's a fair amount of you that are. There are things that you do on game day. There's We've talked before about during game things, right? Yeah. Where things have happened and you just kind of, you know. I'm talking about pre-game, what do you do, you know, type things, right? And for me, they're different for each sport, you know, because I'm just that way. But, Sean, do you have uh, – what's your, like, go-to – for any one of your teams that you have, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's difficult for. Honestly, um, if it comes down like regular season games, I'm not really that superstitious. Yeah. Unless, well, let's I'm talk. Let's team. talk a little bit differently about that because I. So for me, I would say that's true for baseball, unless yeah. I'm going. Uh-huh. If I'm going to a game, yeah, or going to a marriage game, I have certain rules. Uh huh. And those rules are I can't wear new clothes. Like I can't like I can't wear something for the first time to the stadium. Huh. Because every time I do that, they lose. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. If I buy something at the stadium and put it on, guaranteed loss. I'll have to remember this. I'm gonna have to buy you something. I won't wear it. I'm gonna buy you something. It's gonna be expensive. You, I don't care. I could care less. A win is more important to me than that. <laughs> Won't do it. Uh, what about other people? Can they wear new stuff? Yeah, then I don't care. Oh, okay. All right. No one's unless unless we lose. If you like openly do that, if you're like, hey, I bought this thing just now to wear it, and then we lose, like you're not going to be able to do it again. <laughs> I'm very selective. So you got to be under the radar when you do that. It's like, dude, no, what do you can, think I'm of just, this? You could do it, but if you're like, yeah, then that's just the way out. Like. It's openly celebrating and it causes losses. And you know, in Seattle, that wins are a premium here, so we can't be having that malarkey running around. We can't just afford to give away a game or two. It's going to cost. Wins are a premium. You won the most games ever. I mean, let's just face it. You're just not. We have two World Series, and yeah. we've been around as long as you have. And when I say we, I'm talking about the Blue Jays. Yeah, probably longer. Probably <laughs> no. Longer. Same. Same. Um, we've sister, we've been we've been teams. around we've been around longer. No, 77. Well, we started with the Seattle Pilots. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> Even longer suck. And I only know that because they still sell the merchandise, so they're getting some kind of run off it. So. <laughs> and that's another thing. I refuse to buy old. I, I won't buy that stuff either. That's terrible. What do you mean? I won't buy Seattle Pilot stuff. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a way to lose. Man. I mean, they weren't I, good enough to make it. You know, they got relocated and then the I don't know. I, showed up, I so. like I like wearing Quebec Nordique stuff every now and then. I'm, but that's not a surprise. You like wearing anything? 
<laughs> no, because the Nordique were like, you know, the alternative to the Habs. Now that the Avalanche is like, mm. <laughs> you know, mm, the, the Stanley, the Stanley Cup champion. I know. <laughs> One of the best dynasty teams in the NHL. Now, now, I think they've won two, but. <laughs> In a row that they were in, they were no, competitive no, the not entire in a row. time. No, not in a row. They've always there were. You know, there was a time in the '90s when they were always a consummate cup contender for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I know. I saw that. I mean, I saw that jersey while you lived here. I mean, I know. I saw you wearing it around. So. Well, my Colorado. I don't have a Colorado Avalanche jersey anymore, but you well, did. What's <laughs> this guy? <laughs> Oh my gosh. As a matter of fact, you know I have a Quebec Nordiques hat because yep. I wore it in that picture that's on our um art there for the podcast. So right. you know, yeah. but anyways, we're going, to, we're going to a Mariners game and you wore some out of touch hockey <laughs> hat. That's fine. <laughs> uh while we're talking about hockey, uh that's probably why they lost that game. I mean, we had a good time with that game, but we like we lost. I mean, we, you and I won because we were in that box. That we were in a box, food, man. But I think the Mariners lost. And now that I think about it, it's probably because you wore a stupid hat. So, yeah. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> blame it on the Nordiques. Okay. No, I'll blame it on you. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the Vancouver Canucks signing Demko to this long term deal? Therefore, like probably making him their long term thing. Worthwhile. Absolutely. Is it now? Because I think remember the beginning of the season when I was talking about their strong goaltending and said he was the future. I was loudly poo-pooed off this stage. No, you were not poo-pooed. I definitely said it's a little too early right now to be stating that. Now that we're looking at half the season, over half the season, that guy is legit. He's he's the real deal. Don't forget that he only had, what, a handful of starts in his first playoff games, and he played great in those playoff games. But we've seen other guys come up, and they played great in the playoffs like a crystal ball Huey or a Yaroslav Halak. And then all of a sudden they fade off. Right. I mean, except for Halak, he, he's, he's lasted, uh, but never really to the same extent as what he was on the Habs. So, I mean, you know, he's proved himself enough right now. I mean, the Leafs right now are in the same quandary. So Freddie Anderson, who right now has not been playing, and they've been riding Jack Campbell since he came back from that injury. And Jack Campbell now is just tied. He's actually number two for most consecutive wins by a goaltender in their first season playing. So he's only behind Felix Potvin. So if he wins that, I think we're going to be seeing Freddie Anderson all of a sudden being obsolete and opening up some of that cap space to make a trade. So, I mean, to me, yeah, you signed that guy. You signed Thatcher Demko because Brayden Holtby is not pass? your guy. The trade deadline passed already? What's that? Then the NHL trade, trade deadline no, came and went April 7th. April 7th. Oh, it's coming yeah. this week. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And they have to move because now they've reduced the COVID guy, like uh, COVID lines there. Like So basically it's seven days of quarantining if you're going to make the trade. It used to be 14. Yeah. So they made it a little bit better, but that's still seven days. That's a potential three game period that you yeah. don't have that guy and you've lost the other guy. So it's like, yeah. you know, not, not the greatest thing to be in, yeah. but, uh, once yeah, again, it's going to be the NBA is a better league than the NHL, but that's fine. It's because you're all, every team's in America, including the Raptors right now. They're in Tampa, Yeah, but we just, the Portland Trailblazers made a trade with the Raptors and then those guys play each other two nights later. 
Yeah. I saw Gary Trent Jr. play for the Toronto Raptors, and I watched Norman Powell line up on the wrong side of the ball at tip-off because it was his first game with a different team. I know, I know. And it had been 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But that's because the NBA can afford to put guys on private jets. So Yeah, but you know, here's here's the thing. Is, no NBA guys flying commercial during the season, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Gary Trent Jr., by the way, looks legit. I, I got to yeah. say that that's a, well, 54 that's points in the last two games. Unbelievable. Yeah, he is an unfortunate loss for us. Yeah. Do you see you have, well, you have CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard in the backcourt, right? You have two. Well, all that's time. it. You got it. We had to get somewhere in the small forward area. Yeah. I did you it, see, but. did you see the Raptors lay a smackdown to the Warriors last night? Yeah. Who's not laying a smackdown to the Warriors? It was a 53 point. I know. It's crazy. Oh, you saw that then. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I watched we snapped we snapped our four game losing streak there so it's just like you know and gary trent jr was a big like he was a big reason there's there's a lot of people that and and that's without kyle lowry or um fred van vliet we had pascal siakam show up but of course golden state was missing some of their guys as well i believe so yeah yeah but they still yeah but man to get smacked down like that, that that was huge yeah so i guarantee there's a problem in golden state Oh yeah, yeah. They still have talent on that roster, and even though Steph Curry's not playing and Clay Thompson's been out for the year, fifty-three points. I mean, you wouldn't expect to see that at a high school game. Like, no, no, that's not. You're not competitive. All right, Brad. Because even in like, if you play like the number one team is playing like the lower bottom of the barrel team, you're going to see a twenty-point loss maybe, but fifty-three is huge. Huge. It shouldn't even get game checks at fifty three. That should be a clause in their contract. I thought. I thought when I saw the score in third quarter on their court, this isn't right. <laughs> this isn't right. Because I, I kind of stopped watching. The the ticker. Yeah, I kind of I kind of stopped watching for a little bit there because it was just getting really heartbreaking. Just watching yeah. them getting swatted around. I'm like, oh, this is heartbreaking. I don't want to watch this again. You're so kind. I love watching those games. When uh, my team's doing the smacking. Yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Because you get to see all the bench guys like getting their shine. That's like the beauty of it, right? Well, that's all, the, it. all the guys that are usually on the side cheering and you know waving towels or dunking the ball. And okay, so we got off track here. We got off track. All right, we. I need to hear some more of your game day superstitions. Because I got to be honest with you. For me, it's the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. That's when I started getting a little like okay. If I start watching and we're losing, I will shut the game off because I know it's me. I know it's me. Yeah, I have the same thing. I have it all the time. I'll turn it off if we're, we're starting to lose. Yeah. And then I'll be like checking it. And if they start to win, I can't go back to it. I can't watch it because I, I want them I do, to win. Turn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how narcissistic I am that I have the power yeah. with my eyeballs to turn the performance of the game or not. Like that's 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 really really sad. It's like yeah, I love my team, but I can't it. watch them. Just I can't watch them. Here's happening. but here's how it breaks apart for me. Right, is that I have this power that if I choose to stop watching a game, that the players on the field will feel the loss of my presence, and then up their performance in a way to appease me by winning the game. So I'll come back to watch again. Like that's how narcissistic I am, See, or just delusional. I, but for me, it's like. But it works. But yeah. it works, right? It works because 
For me, it's like I'm the bad luck. That's why I think it's like I'm yeah, the bad well, luck. it's that's funny. I also will check it too. If they, I'll, I'll turn it off, and then if they're still losing, then I'll flip it back on, and then sometimes they start doing better that time too. So it all depends for me. Like I turn it off, but I keep watching from afar. Yeah. And if it doesn't change, then I jump back on and be like, oh, it wasn't me. It was like some other jackass watching that was bad luck. <laughs> we all have a role in the bad luck, I think. Oh, my gosh. But, so, I mean, like for me, it's more though. So, like, I agree with the playoffs. The, with the playoffs for any sport really is kind of the key. You know what I mean? Um, but for football, it's every week. Every week, well, because the season is really short when you think about it. Yeah, I think every game, every game in the NFL matters, and I don't think you can say that about any other sport. Yeah, not until like the last, like for for hockey, I'd say you kind of know where you're at by about December, and unless something drastic changes, um, that's where you're probably going to end up. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Like, not every game matters, right? Where the NFL, no, no, that's like, what every, I'm saying. Every game absolutely matters, and you know, that's what I'm saying. That's like I mean, I, we were, me and my brother, uh, we ended up uh, going to Seattle Thursday night and watch the Mariners home opener. We were lucky enough to get in and get some tickets there, and we were just were laughing because it was like it's so fun, right? It just was yeah. like a socially distanced, mask wearing event that normally would have sucked but this for once it just felt like a little bit of normalcy just to be in the yeah. ballpark yeah. it's been 540 days since there have been fans in safe field yeah which is a long time it's a long time yeah but we were laughing at last year they kept saying this abbreviated season you know and it was 60 games 60 yeah, yeah. Which and would be base- like a regular season, pretty much anywhere, like you know, close yes. to regular season. And, and these baseball peers are uh, like, "Oh, it wasn't a real season because they didn't, they couldn't really get on track." And I'm like, "How much on track are you really like?" I, it's hard to hit a baseball. I get it. Listen, I say the same thing. But, with baseball, though, is that within that first two months, yeah. you kind of know where you're going to be. Yeah, you kind of do, and then yeah. you're just kind of just playing the games out. Yeah, it's yeah. very rare that you see somebody go on a run and just take that. You know, yeah, it's, it's hard to make rare. it ground. It's very yeah. hard to make it ground. Yeah, and I will say, I guess you know, I guess it's definitely I have live sporting event rules for regular season, like we talked about with like the new stuff. I also usually have to wear like a, I've got to have a hat or some kind of you know something. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it has to be like on field shit. Like that's my problem. You know, I got to have like the same thing they have in the clubhouse. You know, like something from that. Wow. I feel weird. I know. It's terrible. You bring you bring you to that next level. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you I kick can't... your wife, you kick your wife out of places if things just are happening. Hotel, just the hotel room. <laughs> just twice. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I didn't ask her to leave until she had left on her own and they started doing better and she came back and they started doing terrible. <laughs> so it wasn't like a like a hey, try this and see if it works. Like I knew that it worked. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> it gave the world one of the greatest playoff comebacks in the history of the NFL. I don't know what you want to say. Did you buy her a lot of gifts after that? I took her to a nice dinner. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not a complete chauvinist. <laughs> And I was in a good mood because my team won. So, <laughs> get Tebow tonight, Nikki. 
Thanks, girl. Let's get it in. Uh, but for football, you know, regular season is a thing. I, uh, you know, I have a uh, man. I have a very, I have a special pair of socks that I wear for Seahawks home games. Um, it even goes as far as on Fridays I have to wear Seahawks stuff, and that's where I. I <laughs> Sounds so stupid when I think about it to say it out loud. Uh, if I buy something new of Seahawks, I have to break it in on Blue Friday. I can't wear it on game day. I can't wear something for the first time on game day, period. I have to wear it on a Friday. And if I wear it on a consequential on a game day and they lose, I will not wear that thing again on a game day the rest of the year. Will you ever wear it again? Yeah. Come on, okay. silly. I'm just delusional. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't have these same. I don't have these same superstitions. Yeah, but you're me. a well-adjusted human. I'm <laughs> <clearly> not. <laughs> like, like uh, I understand. Like I understand that on the field, athletes like they have some really crazy superstitions. Like crazy. Yeah. I, I'm going to go into a few stuff. of these. I want to go yeah. into a few of those, but. Yeah, I, I figure that the life. average fan, they have that too. Like, you know, like, yeah. don't serve me that dip. Yeah. That dip is never going to go here. You know, yeah. <laughs> one time in 93, we had that dip and they lost an overtime. <laughs> I'm not on that spectrum. I'm just on a, I'm on a different spectrum. You know, so, you know, these, I have these little things that, but it's, it really just comes down to like my enjoyment of the game. Like, I just have to have these weird, you know what I mean? It, I think some of it's really cool, like wiping your feet off of, on the San Francisco 49er mat that's way out there, way yeah. out there before you hit the stadium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Some of that stuff gets a lot of play. You know what I mean? It's, it's all like that's like the fun of the sport and like the camaraderie is like, you know, there's definitely a, uh, a mutual dislike of another franchise is like bonding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can bond over being a team, like being like, oh, hey, we're all Seahawks fans. That's great. And you can bond over that. But if you're like, man, I hate the 49ers, like you can really bond with that. Sorry, Lampton. I don't hate your 49ers. <laughs> Twice a year. <laughs> How about Number that? Three are you draft watching, pick. Are you, Number are three you watching that pick. at all? What do you think they do there? So, like, I guess here's the thing. Oh, Garoppolo's gone. 49ers. Garoppolo's gone. 12th. And this week they made a blockbuster deal to move up to the third pick of the yeah. draft. Yeah. And everyone assumes it's for a quarterback. Why wouldn't it be? Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. You have you have a tight end. Why would you get another what tight end? What did Bill end? Belichick do in New England with two fantastic tight ends before the murderous Aaron Hernandez was off his rocker? <laughs> I I think I think you're crazy just, with that. He's just not they're not four, just four, just four grins, right? Just think about this. You draft Kyle Pitts at three, who's a generational tight end, right? We can agree on he's a freak athlete with fantastic hands, and he kind of he can. Is he number three? But let's hear me out here. <laughs> I don't know if he's number three, but we're talking about fit, right? You've got one of the greatest tight ends, if not the best tight end, in Greg Kittles already. Yeah, right. You add Kyle Pitts. You have a pretty good offensive line. You just paid a lot of money for Trent Williams, like. And you the, got, the and line, you got they made, that line made CJ Beathard look impressive, right? You got Debo Samuels, you've got a decent amount of running backs. You Garoppolo's got glass. Who can flare out? Garoppolo's made out of glass. 
sure, right? But here's the thing, right? Here's here's where we live at. If they take Kyle Pitts at three, if San Francisco takes Kyle Pitts at three, right? You watch what Atlanta does. Because who is Mike, or not Mike Shanahan? Mike Shanahan's son, Kyle Shanahan. Who is Kyle Shanahan's favorite quarterback, do you think? Do, do I think Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. I, I wouldn't Matt Ryan. I wouldn't know. It's Matt Ryan. Is it? The yes. declining Matt Ryan? Yeah. Well, not in that offense, right? You have all those weapons. You have that line. Matt Ryan had his best years. Who was his offensive coordinator? Yeah, Mike. Kyle Shanahan. Oh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mike has a more punchable face than Kyle, but Kyle's oh, yes. like he's quickly. quickly I don't know. I mean, through. I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm hearing what you're throwing down. I don't know if I agree with it. I think yeah, no, the field didn't becomes... agree with me about Thatcher Demko, but we'll see how it goes out. We've got oh. a month left of the draft, and we'll see. They might go They might go the opposite. There's a lot of rumors it's Mac Jones. I can't imagine that. Excuse me. I can't imagine Mac Jones is the 49ers choice, but maybe he is. Justin Fields, I, I could see him being a great fit in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just the thing. I mean, there's that rumor that, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Robert Saylor are very close. Robert Saylor being the new coach of the San Francisco I'm sorry, the, the New York Jets, right. formerly the defensive coordinator for Kyle Shanahan. You know, very close friends, those things. It wouldn't be a stretch to say that the 49ers know what the Jets are leaning towards. Uh, different divisions, different. They'll, they'll play each other every four years. Like, they're not. Yeah. They just played. You know, I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me if Kyle Shanahan knows. We all know Trevor Lawrence is going number one. Right. We all know that. Right. It wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers have an inkling of where the Jets are going. Right? Because of because of Robert Sala? Yeah, just that connection, right? I mean, it wouldn't you're telling me like if you have friends in the same profession and like there's there's it's not necessarily insider information, but like that you would just be like, hey man, like we're gonna do, you know, Kyle Kyle Shanahan could call me, like, hey, we have a chance to go number three. Who do you guys think about number two? I'm like, well, we're probably gonna go. They're gonna take that kid for BYU, right? They're gonna take that Zach Wilson kid. That's what the Jets are going to do, I think. Hmm. And then, and then at three, you know, you have your pick of whatever you want. Oh yeah, there's a, if there's you know a what one, or if they're saying, even if the Jets said, "Hey, we're going to decide between uh, Justin Fields and Zach Wilson," right? Yeah. Then you know, if you're the 49ers, if your guy is somebody else, right, like Kyle Pitts, then you know you got him. So you make. You know what deal. I can't. I can't get over is just the amount of wide receivers are in this draft this year. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like you can become a legit contender like that. If you have a half decent quarterback, there's at least there and there's more, there's at least I can't, I want to say four, but there's a, I can't think of the fourth one, but there's three for sure that are, are franchise changing wide receivers in this draft. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Which means my limited knowledge of talent is probably there's probably more than that. But more, yeah, that Jamar Chase kid from like LSU, uh, Waddle and Devontae Smith from Alabama, uh, those three just feel like canvas prospects that if they can stay healthy are going to be, you know, selling jerseys and scoring touchdowns. Absolutely. Like even to your point with, you know, not as great quarterbacks. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Well, you can have well, you look at Atlanta. Atlanta is going to be in a real quandary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just say that it's, you know, whatever, right? Like, it's Mac Jones that goes to the 49ers or whoever. There's still, they're, they're saying there's five good quarterbacks in this draft. 
at mm. least, right? If you're Atlanta and you're watching Matt Ryan sunset out, but you know he can still throw the ball, and you have Julio Jones, yep. you've got to take Devontae Smith or Waddle or Jamar yeah. Chase at four. You have to, absolutely. I think. Absolutely. No, because if Julio stays healthy, if he can get those hamstrings right, I mean, Julio's still, you know, one of the best receivers to ever play this game. He's one of the best right now. Well, look at look at look at the problem that happened with Houston is that when you trade away your number one weapon, you had another one with Fuller, and then it's just kind of like you know now it's yeah. just like you have to depend on Fuller. Uh, hey, Houston's got to be calling Brock Osweiler to come out of retirement, right? Because that's less uh, of a fiasco than what they have going on. Oh my gosh, I I don't even know where to start with that. Like. Well, we're not the gonna. Thing we're is, not gonna because I feel know, like I think we Sean could go Watson, a lot of places. You know, I I think I think he's doing jail. <laughs> That's what I think right now. Yeah, it's I like. like uh, I read something this week and it said, uh, you know, uh, we should look at all things through guilty until proven innocent. We should be living in the until proven world. Yeah. Until proven guilty, until proven innocent, whatever. Like you look at all the allegations, and they're gross if they can prove them. As I, I keep saying, well, that. that's what I'm saying is that if if there's any any sort of validity and it comes out in a court of law, because right now it's just a court of public opinion, right? Yes. yes. So it's like okay, but the thing is, some of these stories are heinous, and it's like yes, well, can, yeah, well, man, that Sports Illustrated one uh, is crazy. Yeah, and so that's what I'm saying. It's like. But the thing is, is that he's not going to be the first and he's probably not going to be the last athlete to do stuff like this because athletes always live in the area where it's just like they're not the same. Like after a little while, they, there's some change in them that they're uh, not the same that's human. What the lawyer, that's what the lawyer of these uh, massage therapists has said is that he didn't feel comfortable taking the evidence to the Houston Police Department mm. and that he was going to seek other jurisdiction, which in my nativity maybe is that he feels like it won't get a fair shake if it goes to the Houston police department. And there's possibility about that too. When you think about, yeah, just think about, think about all the stories that you hear when you start getting plugged into a sports community about um, athletes getting passes for doing crazy things like driving wildly, driving erratically, uh, maybe having too much to drink and driving home and then getting driven home by a police officer um, you know, being in an altercation and being let go from that altercation because of who they are. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those things, right? So not surprising to hear that maybe that's the bend from that lawyer. Also, 100% could be grandstanding by a lawyer, him trying to get somewhere because, you know, Sean Watson's camp has clearly been making a case that this is an extortion attempt. We'll see. We'll just we'll see. I don't know either way. There's a lot of smoke, but the thing about it is, is like, it's the same way I felt about uh, a lot of this political stuff that's been happening the past two years. Show me your evidence. Don't tell me you have it. Yeah, because that's a foolish thing to live on is to say somebody is guilty because you tell me. Like if I'm like, hey man, this thing happened to me, mm-hmm. and I've got all the evidence, but I'm not going to show it to you. I just need you to trust me that I have it. Well. That's that's a totally different thing than oh, no, it's the same thing. No, 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 no. It's a totally different thing than some of the allegations that are being presented and some of the things that are coming out. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like what I but what my point is for that, what what I just said is that yeah. we know there's three at least three of the twenty-one alleged victims, right? Say they have messages yeah. from Deshaun Watson saying yeah. 
I'm sorry they're not about that. Show, yeah, they're not going to show that to the media. No. That, has to, will, come, that has to be point. put in as evidence, and yeah, yes, it has to become it has as to evidence. Come out. But it has absolutely, to yeah. You can't, you can't, no, absolutely. That's my point. And, that, and that to me is that, that's it. a smoking, that's a smoking gun at that point. Then it's like that's yeah, jail that's time. What that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm reserving judgment yeah. for in saying that he's guilty. Like, yeah. is there mistreatment? Maybe, probably. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll never know. But I, I live in a world of if you're going to accuse someone of something and say you have evidence, you need to present that evidence in well, some no, form. Absolutely. And, and I think it will be presented as soon as it come, goes to court, um, as it should be, as it should be. Absolutely. You know? yeah, absolutely. Um, but the thing is, is that there is a lot of a lot of incidents, a lot of things that happen where you still have evidence and people are still going about doing their business every day. I'm not going to go into any details. Yeah. But there are certain well, at least individuals. Not today, maybe some other. No, maybe some day down the road, but not today. Yeah. Anyways, hey. Man, we took that was a little turn for the darkness. <laughs> let's uh, let's get back to some of these. Let's get back to some of these uh superstitions, man. I'm just like, okay. I got I got to tell you. So we've heard your superstitions, we heard my superstitions. Yeah. I got to tell you some of the craziest superstitions I've been reading because I really got into this there. Okay, so, let's go. So, okay, which sport, Wait. first off, which sport would you say is the most superstitious sport? Uh, fan or player? Player. Oh, baseball. Yeah, I, same here. I think baseball's number one. Hockey's got to be a close second, though. Um. Uh, okay. Like some of these hockey things I've, I was reading, it's just like, yeah. wow. <laughs> there's some there's some wild football ones too, but. Well, okay. So Brian Urlacher comes to mind. Yeah. About his cookies. Yeah. He had to have two chocolate chip cookies <laughs> before a game. Yeah. Okay. Not more, That's what, not I less. About football, it's all about pregame meals. The yeah. pregame meals for football players seem to be. The big thing, right? Yeah. So that listen, listen to this. Okay. So Patrick Waugh, which to me, one of the best, best goal of all time, has to be one of the best, right? But this is how crazy Waugh. <laughs> this is how crazy. This is how crazy superstitious he was. Okay. He would skate backwards to the net until the last second to turn around because he felt yeah. that that was making the net shrink for him. Yeah. Like that was his superstition. Right? Listen, it's only crazy if it doesn't work. <laughs> so you do that, and the last second turn, right? Yeah. And then he talked to the posts like they were his friends. You know? yeah. They were <laughs> his friends. The posts, like they were his friends. <laughs> if you believe that you can make a goal shrink, you can move those posts with your mind too. He's just making sure they're on board. I just could imagine it. Hey, post. <laughs> Very good, huh? You did yeah. a good job there. Yeah. It's very good. You got my bag, I got yours. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> and that's where he got his name St. Patrick from. That's where he got it from. It's all that. It's just wow. You know. Um, Wade Boggs. Did you hear the story about Wade Boggs? No, tell me the story about Wade Boggs. Pre-game. And this is to do with meals, but this is what he would eat every game. Chicken. His wife had to figure out. <laughs> 50 different recipes to cook chicken. <laughs> he wouldn't just eat the same meal? No. Chicken. 
had, it to, had be to be chicken. chicken, but it had to be just different. had to be chicken. Didn't matter what, just had to be chicken. Huh. Chicken based. <laughs> Feels like she probably got a little lazy halfway through the season. You know? <laughs> well, like fifty different through, recipes. That's only going to cover a quarter of the season. <laughs> just like ran through Chick Fil A a couple times in the drive through. <laughs> Check it. Check it. Your chicken sandwich, Wade. <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin for home games had to have sex for every home game. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you going to be so calm and so focused? <laughs> the Wainer, Mr. Gretzky, the great one. He had a whole bunch of he had a whole bunch of superstitions. So I already his, did. Yeah, his his pads had to go on in a certain way. So if, yeah. starting from the left. <laughs> <laughs> going over to the right, right? It's like uh-huh. his pads had to go on that way. He yeah. had to tape his own stick and nobody could touch any of his equipment. Same thing with Eddie the Eagle Belfour. You could not touch his equipment. You could not sharpen his skates. Okay. And if he couldn't make a save with his trapper or something like that, he'd go undo his trapper and then redo it all back up. So it's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's some serious superstitions. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Now there, there was one that caught my eye here, man. This was hilarious. So, you know of uh, what is it? Uh, oh my goodness, not Serena. The um, no, no, Serena. Serena was a nasty one there too. Actually, when I think about it, but it was it's like what in the world? Na- what nasty? What do you mean by a nasty one? It was. It was crazy, Serena. Oh. Uh, so Serena, your, your definition of nasty the past couple episodes have been really all over, the it, place. all over the place, eh? Yeah. All right, all right. So first off, have you ever heard of? Have you ever heard of uh, the Birmingham City uh, soccer club there? That's an uh, not MLS in uh, English Premier League EPL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I guess Birmingham City believed the the. The manager at the time, his name was Barry Fry. He believed that a gypsy put a curse onto onto the soccer team, the football club. Okay, and uh, to break this weak curse, <laughs> he pee on the four corners of the pitch in order to break the curse. Maybe that'll work for your Maple Leafs in the playoffs this year. You should pee in all <laughs> just go pee. Living room and just, just break the pee in the four different areas. <laughs> and then uh, here's, here's another soccer one. So, I'm sure Joe will love it. Joe will love <laughs> I'm <you>. sure. <laughs> so retired Argentinian goalkeeper, his name is Sergio Goicochia. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I guess to in order for him to stop penalty kicks, He'd relieve himself while he was stopping the penalty kick. Huh. Always, <laughs> always with the relieving yourself jokes, Sean. You know. Well, here you are. There's two more. Two more. <laughs> Moises Alou, Moises Alou, yeah. he, in 2004, in an interview with ESPN, he would state that he would urinate on his hands before every game because he felt that it made his hands tougher. (laughs) (laughs) 
all I'm thinking to myself is like, I don't want that guy grabbing that baseball. He, they have their own bats. But I don't want him. <laughs> He's throwing somebody they're, out. They all, they all high five each other. Like there's no <laughs> your teammates are your teammates, man. Is, <sighs> no. Baseball players are a different breed. That's they spend a lot of time in the locker room wearing jock straps. I feel like it is. They're all really <laughs> comfortable with each other. Well, rally caps, all that, right? But peeing yeah. on your hands, that's that's the next level. Yeah, that's it's something I thought about uh while I was at the game on Thursday night is the you know, the Mariners were down, you know. Which is normal, probably. And uh, all these fans started putting their rally caps on. And I just thought, man, that's a different level than I've got. I mean, I've got my own weird quirks, right? Like, I've got my things. But one of them is not rally. You're not catching me with a rally cap. You're not catching you with a rally cap? <laughs> I don't think it works. I mean, it worked that night, but I mean, all the times you see it not work, it just feels like there's not a lot of juice there. It feels like a weak, like a it feels like a weak belief system for me. Like, <laughs> Okay. I will say this though. I will say this. I'm guilty of uh, switching my cap around if I'm wearing like if my cap's backwards, which it normally is. You know, uh, if I wear it, if I put it on a forward facing, like to keep the sun on my eyes, and they it starts going bad poorly, I will I will rotate that cap back. Rotate it right away. Okay, that makes sense. I will try to not rotate my cap while I'm during during field events. Oh man. <laughs> Now Man, it sounds silly when I hear it come out of my. It makes sense in my brain. <laughs> okay, Leota Machida, ex light heavyweight champion. Yeah, <laughs> it's so nasty. <laughs> he attributed his success, his success in the UFC, and pretty much in everyday life, and it was something that he picked up from his father. That every day he would drink his own urine. Yeah. You look at you. It didn't even phase you. He's like, yeah, okay. I've heard before, <laughs> dude. Dude, you would think, okay, you're no longer the light heavyweight champ. You haven't won a fight in forever. You're not even in the UFC anymore. Maybe you should stop drinking your urine. It's maybe, like, well, maybe Charlie, you should stop. Charlie Sheen's Tiger Blood, right? That's all it is. It's a mindset. He just said the Tiger Blood, which was just full of HIV. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Coke. <laughs> <laughs> that's what tiger blood is uh, maybe a little bit of HIV. any drink that makes you do that shit <laughs> you have mountain dew to a three-year-old and that's not going to happen to him that's straight cocaine buddy wow <laughs> yeah Sir, serena williams would never wash her socks during competition yeah I believe it. There's yeah. a lot of that. There's a lot of the laundry. You know, you clean the good luck out of it if you wash it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all over, right? But Michael Jordan would wear his same underwear, right? Like for No, he wore a pair of uh, North Carolina practice shorts. That's it. That's it. Underneath his shorts yeah. for every game, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, to me, it's like this is what they would do, right? So, oh, yeah. There's a lot of that. I think if you know, you watch a lot of, uh, it's less now, I think, in baseball than it has been because there's all these different uniforms. Mm-hmm. But it used to be you'd see a guy wearing the same undershirt over and over and over again. You know, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of the same guys who wear the same socks. You know, some of that stuff has changed with just the availability of equipment. You know, like I think you'd see guys wearing the same shoes all the time. That's changed. You know, there's more of a, a culture of not, you know, having different shoes or whatever. Yeah. But. 
What do you There's think? Still those guys out there. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan always had to lace his own shoes before the game. Yeah, Every yeah. Game, he ever relays his shoes. Yeah. So, like, and, I mean, that's the thing with a lot of these guys, like especially hockey players, like they don't want anybody touching their equipment. Sidney Crosby is so superstitious. He has to uh, tape his own stick. If you were to touch it, he has to redo it all over again. Um, he will not call his mother before a game because the last time he did, he got a serious injury. So well, she probably, yeah, she's probably, no, oh, never mind. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think there's any validity to the Madden curse? There's a curse, apparently, if you're on the yeah, cover of Madden. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's too much smoke there for that not to be. All right. Elaborate on this one because well, if you make the cover of Madden, yeah, typically it's because you had a, a good season the year before. That's right. So it's usually that what you know the community, the gaming community, or the Madden community, or the whatever you feel like the culture feels like that's the best player, you know. And then uh, at worst, that player has a terrible season, usually of record proportion. Um, oh, and at the amazing. height of the curse, it is yeah, Sean Alexander one. Uh, and at the height of the curse, it's these massive injuries that derail, like, take care of the season. It's ACLs that get torn and all those things. And so, uh, I mean, look, it's, it happened to Michael Vick. It happened to – we could probably pull up a list of – I was just covers. looking at that. It was Michael Vick, Sean Alexander, yeah. like, some crazy names in there yeah. that it's they brought up. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson have all had down seasons after being on the cover. Isn't that crazy? That's yeah. so crazy. I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes was maybe on the last cover. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Lost both of his starting tackles and freak accidents right before Super Bowl started. That's right. That's right. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, that, but that kind of goes back to like how, why I am the way I am with these superstitions is like, it's, if you celebrate too openly your success, then like, yeah, you know the universe comes and smacks you in the face and says, "Nah." Now, what about the Sports Illustrated on the cover of Sports Illustrated curse? I don't buy that one as much. No, I yeah. There's enough. There's enough that are on that don't have anything crazy happen. That right, know, right. I think that's just other stuff, but it's interesting to yeah. say the least. Yeah. I feel like you haven't shared much about your superstitions, so I want to talk about your playoff superstitions quickly because I feel like I've said a bunch of crazy things and I yeah. don't want to be alone. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I got my uh, Doug Gilmore jersey. I love wearing it. You've seen me wear it multiple times. One of my favorite Christmas gifts I ever got, right, from my wife. Um, and uh, I love that Josh jersey. Josh Allen, by the way, is heartbroken. I know he's listening right now. Josh <laughs> Allen is... Yeah, I know. Side but, I mean, just so you know, Josh Allen, you're, you're Sean's side piece when it comes to sports. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, um, yeah, the killer to me was when I mean, I was in my I was 21 when he first got traded over there to the Leafs and made an instant, instant uh, change, right? For the Maple Leafs, we ended up making the playoffs because we were going nowhere. And uh, we had two really amazing back-to-back seasons there going to the final four. Um, I would wear that jersey when the Leafs could make the playoffs. The problem was that the Leafs 
didn't make the playoffs for so many years, right? So finally in 20 Is that why you started buying other jerseys? Did you no, no, stop it now. No, <laughs> when they made it, um, I've been wearing the jersey and then chirping, right? And it worked because we managed to make it to seven games and all these uh, things. But then that seventh game, something horrible would happen. This like, you know, we this is even what I'm thinking that we're going to pull through. So the last couple of seasons, I got to be honest, I haven't been wearing I'm wearing a jersey. It still hasn't helped. It still hasn't helped. Like I'm there, and I'm thinking to myself, it's like but you dude, have to build on the experience. <laughs> you can't like just stop it all together. I do. I just no. I can't wear it. I can't all do it. Fault. All right. I'll wear it. Be, I can wear it afterwards. Championship. I can wear it afterwards. But I, I believe that because you're the guy. You're like, oh, we won, so let me show you my allegiance. If you're not with <laughs> us when we're fighting, you don't get to celebrate the win either. Listen, listen, listen. It's like the Drake. Definition of bandwagon stop, fan. stop, stop. Band it's like Drake. Wag. So Drake, I, you know what? I blame one of those playoff series oh losses on Drake. Okay, because Drake, the curse of Drake, is a real thing. I thought you were going somewhere else, and I thought you were going to use Drake as like a reference no. for why you're behaving. No, 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 no. The you curse of Drake. To- you were the, about to, boy. The curse of Drake. It, it's the yeah. worst thing at Toronto sports. Look at, okay, look at Kentucky basketball. Kentucky basketball has been terrible ever since Drake showed up. It's the <laughs> so first time that Drake participate in Midnight Madness. Sucks. So ever like, since then, he just he just spreads that around. Is that yep. it? It's like, geez. he shows yeah. up to the Leafs, and we have one of the worst games. He's wearing a jersey and everything. I'm like, yeah. dude, take that jersey off. Take that jersey off. And of course, you know what happened is that here we go. He's the ambassador for the Raptors. We're in that heavy, heavy game against the 76ers there, right? You into the game seven. Game seven, he doesn't even show up. He stays at home and he wore everything Philadelphia. Yes. And it worked. <laughs> it did. Apparently and it, it purged it purged everybody, right? But it's like you can't let this guy into the building. It's like, <laughs> you see Drake ask, coming. Just ask uh, Kevin Kanye about that. <laughs> you see him coming. It's like, no, don't please no. <laughs> please don't, don't, don't come in here. <laughs> uh, Drake, we appreciate your support. It's not in person. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even get Kevin Durant to sign in Toronto. <laughs> no. How about that? How about Michael Rappaport getting in his feelings? He talks all that trash, says all those terrible things about people all the time. Yeah. And then him and Durant get into it. And not even really like, you know, he tries to twist around what Kevin Durant says and ends up getting Kevin Durant fined $50,000 for their go their back. It's just recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't this read week. what happened. I just saw, yeah, I just saw he got fined. We'll next week because it's stupid. Well, what happened? Because Michael Rappaport is the uh, the Michael Rappaport, yeah, and he said yeah. he's he's a basketball fan, right? He's a giant yeah, yeah, Nick yeah. fans, and he works for the Big Three that you know that league for you know. And it's I enjoy the Big Three to be honest with you. It's it's a fun way to pass time. And there's no other sporting events on, but you know Michael Rappaport is known in that in the basketball community, and him and Kevin Grant started going back and forth, and because Kevin was upset about Michael Summit said, so they started arguing, like you know. People do. And, uh, you know, got a little heated. And Michael tried to say it was about some things. So Kevin put out the, you know, what they actually had said. Mm-hmm. And uh, the NBA ended up finding Kevin Durant for, you know, his remarks. And he had to apologize and all those things. And I just feel like it's a punk move by Michael Rappaport to yeah, even air that. those things. Like, but what's what's 50000 for Kevin Durant? It's the principle of it, though, right? I like hear you. Anytime, anytime you're going to mess with someone else's money, yeah. because 
they you're upset with something they said to you yeah is, is just chicken right well, I mean, that's like you know like up here uh connor mcdavid did something that was very uncommon un mcdavid he ended up elbowing he 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 made a very illegal hit right he's a buddy already passed the puck so after he passes the puck he hits him but not just that he leaves his skates and hits it with well, the elbow. Who knows? Well, I'm not, man, I'm a victim blamer, right? 100%. Yeah. Who knows what that guy had done already? Maybe he said Maybe Connor he McDavid is not the player KG'd, to do that. Maybe he KG'd uh, Kevin McGregor. Maybe he said, hey, your girlfriend's smells like kind of but, but you got players to do that for you. You're Connor McDavid. You don't do that. Maybe right? sometimes you want to fight your own fight. So, anyways, that's not fighting. That's just an illegal hit. <laughs> Oh, so, no. anyways, he, that guy, he ain't gonna, whatever he said before, he ain't gonna say it again. <laughs> anyways, so the most that the NHL can find a player is five thousand dollars. Yeah, once and I tell every, story. and everybody just went to town on that. Like, yeah, how about you charge him another five bucks? Because that's in, in reality, he makes yeah. seventy five thousand dollars a day when he's playing. Yeah, you just charged him five thousand dollars. That's the same as like seven dollars. Seven dollar fine. Here's a seven dollar fine. But here's the thing, though, right? Like, let's think about that. Let's just say you made fifty dollars a day at your job, mm-hmm. right? And then you did something at work, and they took two dollars from you. Would you be pissed? Oh, of on course, it's money. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Especially still, when it's not warranted. Well, that was warranted. Yeah. No, Maybe. dude, he, he, you don't leave your skates. <laughs> I bet he won't do it again. <laughs> i don't know it's like it's been weird it's been a weird weird season where you just see like top tier talent doing some really boneheaded things like like uh but here's what we're not taking into consideration right is everything that's happening off ice because that's the thing that happened before now is you would see these players have these wild episodes on during an event right where yeah. mentally they lost their their marbles right and then later on, you would find out that they had something going on, some kind of child custody case or a disagreement with a family member or a business thing failing. And mentally, they were not locked in because they had these other things going. We're in a pandemic. And so everyone's got something, right? Yeah. None of us, none of us are good from a mental health standpoint, or at least not where we normally are. Right. No, no one's getting out of that, right? We're all on some level of, I mean, we're in a year now from a global pandemic, right? Right. Mentally, everyone is going through something, right? So we're going to see flashes of behavior that aren't typical to what we know people to be. We just got to have some grace for that outside of the sports world. But that's why you're seeing behavior, I think, behavior outside of people's character, like Conor, he's not going to do that in a normal season. No, I mean, but he's frustrated on some level, right? You're he's frustrated with team. protocol. He's frustrated yeah. with you're seeing the same team over and over again, right? We all. How many times do you see more fights in a seven game series that you right. wouldn't see during a season? Never, right? Exactly. I, I mean, I, I love that fact. You know what I mean? But that's it's where, just like that's again, where it is. It comes down to your top talent, like Nate McKinnon's top talent. Why is he taking off his helmet and throwing it into the player like on ice? It's like, whoa. Because he's tired of not being able to go to a restaurant. Yeah. Those guys can go to a restaurant. Well, no, I don't think they can. Actually, no. NHLers, yeah, I don't think they can. They can. Yeah. Because I I remember, what's his face there? Uh, uh, Cam Newton went to a restaurant and ended up getting COVID, right? It's like. Yeah. 
a lot of them, like in the NBA, a lot of those guys bought restaurants out just so they could go. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Because they could be with their teammates and their coaches, and so they just would buy a restaurant out just so that they could have some normalcy. Mm. Mm. You know, and it wears on all of us, right? That's just the thing. You know, sometimes people do things out of frustration, and they maybe don't even realize that they're frustrated, right? I think if you, you know, I I have a check when I talk with people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm handling this pandemic just fine. I'm like, oh, really? You don't have any extra stress? There's no mental gymnastics going on? Sometimes with you, yeah. over, you know, you're not frustrated at how the world is. Oh no, I things just, are, yeah. Are they? Yeah, yeah. They're I, not. Who knows how long it's going to last? But yeah, I'm sure people are definitely feeling the effects of it. Like people that I would never think that would say anything about what's happening are just now, like you know, going to Facebook and just like ah, you know, <laughs> it's like well, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, dear Gladys, this is not a diary. <laughs> I hear you. Show me some pictures of your pets, maybe your kids. <laughs> I'll even take a picture of your dinner. I don't care, but please leave the commentary out. Man. Silly people. Oh, oh. I got a great one-on-one question here. Yeah, let's close it off. the end of this. Absolutely. So, <laughs> actually, do you have one for me? Because I, I do have one, but I have to really, really get this perfect here because it's like, okay. to me... Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go into it. Just, All take right. a, just take a deep breath and fire it off. All right. So we talked on a breaking in about the CFL-XFL merger. When you look at this as a viable option, do you see this as something that is going to become entertaining, A, but mostly just as a feeder to the NFL? Or do you see it as something that can become something more? Uh, I think that it has the potential to be something more. I I don't think that it'll be. I don't think it's going to be a feeder as uh, it's being projected to be because I'm watching the NCAA start to relax or at least consider relaxing their pay for play for some athletes. And that's going to really keep some of that talent there. You always, there's always guys that get missed and fall through the cracks. I think that that, I think that the XFL or CFL, whatever, whatever that organization is going to be called, this is called the rocks football league, right? That's what it is. I think that, you know, you have a, a big personality in the rock, right? I think that's going to draw a lot of casual fans that normally wouldn't watch. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, he values hard work. I think that they'll put it all together. I, I do think, I think it has of all the startup leagues that have happened. I think this is the one that has the chance to be over the top. Now that said, everyone has to be on board. Right. There can't be this, Oh, we used to, or, you know, what about, uh, and all that, the, what about ism is going to kill it. They all have to have a plan and stick to the plan. It can't be like, oh, well, we don't want to travel to the United States or we don't want to travel to Canada or we want to have this many. Pl-. You know what I mean? Like it, it can't get silly that way. It can't be gimmicky. It's got to be real and, and show itself. Yeah. I like the fact yeah. that they're taking until 2022 to just do this. So it's like, yeah, it's I, a I, think, to get I think there's a, yeah, I think there's a great chance that it succeeds. Yeah. 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 It's a good point. It's great. Yeah. You have anything coming my way? Uh, I mean, 
I, I want to ask you more about candy, but I feel like that's just poking the bear. So do it, do it, do it. Here's what I want to, here's what I want to ask. Uh, and it's not really just, I just want to know, cause we haven't, we haven't talked about Francis Ngannou and Stipe fight. We have, you and I haven't talked about that at all. Right. Surprisingly, like normally we have a pretty good group chat going on fights and it was really quiet. It was very, very interesting to me. Uh, I but, was also on my anniversary. I know, but no one else was talking about it. We were all just kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true enough. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone's jaw decompress in the way that Stipe's jaw decompressed? He's got to have some damage, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, he got he got knocked out. Though even the way he fell it was just awkward. Um, Aside from the concussion and him having to go to the hospital for concussion protocol, I'm saying from a jaw structure. Oh. I'm sure it's sore. How does your jaw move that way? Yeah, it doesn't. I've mean, watched. I mean, I love you know me. I love watching knockouts. I love. I watch fights yeah. all the time. So here's here's my thing about it. Like after I read what uh, Steepy put out there on Instagram, he was very gracious and yeah. just basically stated, you know, right? yeah, yeah, and in stated that Ngana deserved what he deserved, and he just didn't do the the game plan. And the thing is that I kind of believe about his game plan. I really think. That Stipe thought because you could see it in Ngano's face, he was like jaw open, he's yeah. sucking air, he's sucking wind. So he thought, man, this guy's uh, yeah. he's winding out, right? Yeah. But he, <laughs> this is what this is the scary thing about, it. especially heavyweights like Francis Ngano, who's like physical specimen, two hundred sixty something pounds. You're giving up thirty something pounds. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyone has as much juice as he has behind his punch. Who hits harder than Francis? That's what I'm saying. No Francis one. hits hard. That's just what I'm saying. About, about all the people we've seen, like Rampage, all those no. guys, right? Francis, Francis hits Francis hard. is a different level. Like Derek Lewis, I'd say, would hit probably in the same levels. Okay? Close. It's so. not as technical. I mean, Francis is no. a yeah. power, power striker, right? Yeah. Like it's insane. But that's the thing is that he rushed in there. Right, he yeah. rushed in there thinking that he's oh he's he's winded. I can go take yeah. something from him. It's just like oh he took something from him. He, oh he did, he did, and that's what I'm saying is like you cannot, you cannot took a two piece. You have to pistol. respect. You have to respect that power. You know what I mean? Like that power is ridiculous. And so to me, I thought, man, Francis deserved that fight. He deserved it. He he did everything he had to do. And just think about it. Stephen Miocic is the first guy to go to the second round with him since I mean he's been knocking people out in the first round that you can't take that away from Francis right I know you're not I'm saying just in general you can't take that from Francis because he does what all great fighters do and they capitalized on a mistake absolutely absolutely you can't take that away from him no he 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 did what he had to do and he became the champion and I you know what I think because all fights all fights have the moment yeah, just like most games, all competition has a moment that's a yeah. turning point, and the victor is usually who seizes that moment. Absolutely. And now, Francis ask goes. me, does Stipe deserve another shot back at his title? Absolutely, he should be the first one to fight it. But the yeah. thing is, though, the UFC is going to move towards a John Jones fight. Ah, Stipe don't want that fight though. He's done. You think so? Yeah, I think he's done. I think he needs time. I don't know if he's done. I don't know. Something about him, just something by the way he carries himself. I felt like he was going to ride it as long as he could defend it. And I think as soon as he couldn't defend anymore, he's happy just to be considered one of the greatest of all time and just to move on. 
Well, I mean, there's no arguing it until somebody else can take that title and hold that title. And here's the thing about John Jones. John Jones has not fought anybody in the heavyweight division. Is not the lightweight division. It's not the light heavyweight division. You have a stop at 205. You go then beyond that all the way up to 265. I don't even care if he's walking in at 250. You have not fought a Derek Lewis. You have not fought an Ngannou. You haven't fought anybody that has heavy, heavy, heavy hands like that. You think you might have. But you haven't. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I just think it's early to jump off of the John Jones bandwagon. You know who John Jones has fought? Cormier. Yeah, even more, even larger than that, though, is that he has two brothers that play defensive tackle and defensive right. end NFL, and I, he grew up fighting those monsters. Oh, I'm sure. Chandler Jones is a specimen. Yeah, and a violent one who gets paid to be violent with his hands yeah. and doesn't give a rat's ass about the rules. Yeah, so I'm just telling me if you think that in the last five years they haven't been at a family barbecue and that Chandler Jones and John Jones haven't dusted it up out in the, <laughs> on the, in the grass in the field, even just playfully, <laughs> I got a bridge I'd like to sell you. I hear that. I hear that. Okay, but I'll John, give you John's got to get out of his feelings. That's the thing. John's, uh, you know, he's. He's the baby of the family, and he's a little babyish sometimes. That's you know. I just think he's got man. He wants Ngannou. He's going to get him. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and the price has to be right. That's just the thing. Yeah, That's what he's he saying wants anyway. him. He's going to get him. And and I just hope that Ngannou does not because like you know some people lose the fight just before they even get in there mentally. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's been, that's been the knock on Francis. Anyway, yeah. Is yeah. that mentally he's he's physically you know ultra talented, right? But yeah. mentally. You know, but so, I mean, but he gets a taste of victory. He gets to wear that belt. He gets. I mean, I, I read an interview this morning with him. He's like, I call the shots now. I decide yeah. who fights. I decide yeah. when I fight. Yeah. Yeah. As as it should be. You know? Yeah. But as it should be. What I'm what my what I'm saying is that mentally, maybe he's turning a corner. It, perhaps, and or I maybe, hope so. Maybe we're going to see him go on a run. We'll see. Yeah. I hope. Okay, so. folks. That's it. Episode of the books. Uh, Easter weekend can't encourage you enough. Be kind. Look at yourself. Be gracious. Uh, most importantly, maybe be gracious with yourself. That's a starting point, right? So a lot of it, uh, we can extend grace to other people, but not to ourselves. Let's uh, work on you know that with ourselves too, because that's a, a big part of this whole thing. So until next time, be good. Be good at it. That's right. Right, oh buddy. Right, oh. You've listened to the podcast. But now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos, or even join us as a guest live commentator the gbs virtual sports bar is open for business come on in boys and girls i am right now because <laughs> i'm sorry the jays are young and competitive not not the mariners we'll see we'll see how it goes because here's what worked out down six nothing go into the seventh score six runs Mm-hmm. After they scored a run in the fourth to go okay. up seven six. Yeah. So 
So I'm like, well, here we go, right? Let's go to the top of the ninth. Who are you guys playing? Was it Texas or? No, the Giants. The Giants. And then homeboy gives up a freaking home run in the top of the ninth to tie it up. <laughs> so let me go extra innings. Yeah. And then that stupid rule where now where you have the second the guy in second base that starts it or whatever. Yeah, they, they kept that one. Yeah. And then that didn't work for San Francisco. So the Mariners come up, and then that pitcher just goes stupid and walks everybody. And then pretty soon we have the bases loaded, and then homeboy walks in the winning run. Was, nice. Why don't you just tell everybody how much you love peeps, man? I don't love peeps. I think I they're gross. I haven't, I haven't had a peep in 25 years. Such a liar. <laughs> 25 years. So you had one just to know this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we used to get them at Easter and then you'd, you know, you'd always like, you know, you'd always. Who would bring them. that candy to you at Easter? Who did not love Brad Tash that much to bring? Oh, that it was candy just like an ad. Like it was always like a little three pack in with my grandparents' giant Easter basket they gave oh, us. Oh, okay. So it was just snuck in there. Yeah. yeah. And then we would just throw it in the trash. <laughs> but every year I'd try one. <laughs> like, oh, maybe they got better. No. Better. <laughs> then at 15, I was like, oh, I've had enough of this. It's like that gum that sometimes you get and you think it's chiclets, but it's not called trills and they're all purple. And they just taste like they taste like lavender. Like the same things. Yeah. Like, hippie, hippie. I was in like, Kansas uh in February. And uh yeah, it's right when Cadbury starts dropping their Easter stuff, you know. So the mini eggs were out. So we had a bunch of mini eggs floating around back there. And me and my brother in law were gonna go to watch Laney play basketball. And uh we were in the car and he <laughs> I don't know why he had a rock in his pocket, but he had a rock in his pocket. And uh, I think one of the little kids, one of the family kids, had given him. I don't know how it worked out, but he felt it in his pocket and he thought that it was a mini egg. And so he pulled it out and threw it in his mouth while we were driving. And it was not a mini egg. It was a rock. <laughs> was I just thinking? Oh, no. It slipped my mind. I think it had something to do with, yes, yes. Why is Pennsylvania? There it is. Why is Pennsylvania like the U.S.'s like premier city for condiments and chocolate? Uh, I would say it's probably hereditary. Yeah, it probably goes way back, and those folks just don't leave there. Like Hershey. Think about. Have you ever met anybody from Pennsylvania? Yeah, uh, when I worked in when I worked there, Whippy, there was a few people from Pennsylvania. Yeah, a few though, right? But like, yeah. predominantly as states go, Ohio and know, Texas. You know fewer <laughs> people in Florida. You know fewer people from Pennsylvania than I would argue anywhere else. Yeah, I think that's about right. Like, how many people do you think you would have to meet before someone said they're from Pennsylvania? Like, if we were just like walking on an average street in America. How would you be like? Hey, where are you from originally? Well, I, mean, I live in a Navy town, right? There's a lot of transient stuff here that goes on, right? A lot yeah. of folks that are, you know, from all other places. And so, you know, most of my friends have different hometowns than me. But, yeah. you know, so for me living here, mm-hmm. like, I think it's 50 people before I get someone that says they're from Pennsylvania. 50? At least. It's the, it's the least often people that I know. I think I feel like I know someone from everywhere else. So what does that speak about Pennsylvania that nobody leaves? <laughs> I think they did, I think it's great and no one thinks yeah. I think they try to like pretend like it's not so no one comes there. You know, like here in Canada, 
uh, as small a population Newfoundland is, you'll find a Newfoundlander everywhere. Uh, yeah. a Newfoundlander was way out in freaking Pensacola, Florida. So I mean, yeah. like, you know, it's well, like I'm they're the, they're I'm everywhere. The opposite, I'm on the opposite corner of the world from those folks, and there's people out here. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They it's travel. like they travel well. 